You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and shoot us an email, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Well, Ulysses, your Tampa Bay Rays defeat the LA Angels 7-3 last night in a very, very late game in the first of a seven-game West Coast road trip. Uh, The Rays as a team struck out 15 times, but uh, they capitalized on some bombs and some base (laughs) hits with runners in scoring position. And Tyler Glass now, despite some shaky moments, gives you a quality start and the Rays win the ball game. Uh, I I don't know where to start. I think that the, the happiest moment is seeing a what what a breath of, of fresh air that that offense yesterday. That that third inning was a beauty. Just back to back hits, yes. solid at bats. You know, uh, clutch hits by Brasso and Yandy to get, keep it going. Um, Manuel Margot finally w- w- with the, the kind of juggernaut there at the end with the home run, but also in that third inning, he was involved in it. I mean, the whole team, the whole lineup actually got the ball moving one to one to one. It was, it was great. It was great to see that type of offense. And, and I think a couple of guys had really big days. Uh, if you look at the pitching, Thompson was clutch. Springs looked shaky, but but got the the job done. Diego was shaky, but got the job done. Tyler Glass now was Cy Young esque for the first five innings, and then the sixth right. inning. It, I don't look the sixth inning didn't show Tyler. I, I you know um, lack of ability. I think it, it showed the the talent that that other team has. Because Kevin, you said this yesterday. Maybe I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but you said the Angels might not be a really good complete club, but they might have three of the best 15 players in the league, and that's right. what was the sixth inning. Just they also have talent, and that's what showed. But no, overall, a really solid game by the Rays. It was it was great to see. Yeah, with Glass now, it's funny because. Um, that that sixth inning, his final inning, it, it's good to see him actually finish it and complete it. And Kevin Cash not being too quick to pull the hook there. And he finally gets the inning ending double play. But there was a period there where it seemed like he yanked about 10 or 12 balls glove side down away in the zone. And credit to Francisco Mejia for, for the most part mm-hmm. for the evening, keeping the ball in front of him. It's not easy to catch Tyler Glass now and also to hit at the same time and manage everything that you have to do with that. But it's funny because we, we look at Glassnow's line and, you know, four walks, eight strikeouts, three earned runs and six innings pitch. And we have things to nitpick, but that's just the level of a player he's gotten to this season where he gives you really, I mean, for 99% of baseball out there, a really, really 
he, he gave you a chance to win and that's all you can ask for, but we're here. Uh, he could have done this better, could have done that better. Um, but it's, it's good to see that he was able to get through everything and, and for the most part, battle adversity a little bit, throwing a few more change-ups too in the game, seven change-ups in that yeah. outing. You know, it's funny because you go to the offense and they did capitalize when they needed to capitalize. But again, I highlight the striking out 15 times. And I just wonder the Rays may have cut a break yesterday when it was announced that Shohei Otani was not going to pitch that game because you wonder with that much swing and miss with that much chase, uh, how they would handle a hundred mile an hour fastball in one of the best splitters in the game against Otani. I don't know if the Rays would be able to get a couple of home runs and be able to scrap together three or four hits in a row and so on and so forth. So good it was for the Rays in the sense that, you know, Otani wasn't pitching that night. Now he, he might pitch later in the week, but you, you take the, the wins where you can with that. Yeah, because Quintana was actually locating pretty well the first couple innings, and the Rays were whiffing on on, on his on his offerings. But you know, thing you know, they actually in the third inning everything got put together. He was he started to miss his location, and and they capitalized on that. Yeah, the fifteen strikeouts. The you know, look, I think it's it's something we're going to have to deal with. It's 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 major league wide. I don't like it. I know you don't like it. I know I know that locked on race listeners do, do not like it for the most part. The whole strikeout uh, parade that happens every night, but just hold on tight because maybe if you guys get the milb.tv subscription, like yes. Kevin suggested yesterday, you get to see guys like. Wonder Franco and Vidal Brujan and and in contact driven guys in double A as well with Greg Jones and Xavier Edwards, otherwise known as you know, you know what, slap blank prospects. But yeah. it, that's basically what the Rays, I think, need to go towards just a little bit more contact because the strikeouts can kill you. Yes, you won yesterday, but 15 strikeouts, wolf. That's 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 a whole lot of not putting the ball in play and good things happen when you put the ball in play, Kevin, I, I can't stress that enough. Just put the ball in play, try and, you know, let the defense make some errors because they do because they will, yes. because humans are like that. They're not machines. Yeah. And I think we've learned with, especially Vidal Brujan and Wander Franco brewing at the triple a level that those are two of the guys with two of the best hit tools in all of minor league baseball, 70 to 80 grade hit tools. Now, yeah. maybe Vidal's not going to give you a ton of power, but he's going to uh, put bat to ball. And that's going to be something to watch. And again, I mentioned it yesterday. Yes. Willie Adamas. He finally put things together a little bit. Yes. Road Willie with the uh, a moonshot. Look, I've, I've got no problem with you swinging for the fences when it's a three, one count and nobody on sure go for it there. And it ended up working out and he gets another base hit as well in the game. I still feel like, uh, and he's raised his, uh, batting average to a wonderful 181 with a 555 OPS. But, um, I still think, look with Willie and I know this is going to be, it seems like we've been harping on this, but I feel like his, he's got too much going on in his swing with the high leg kick, the, the swing, the stroke gets a little bit long. And I, I wish there was a little bit more Michael Brantley to his game in the sense of quiet lower half and just yes. make contact with the ball. The other thing and, too and, with the, uh, yeah, go ahead. 
No, I, I just wanted to just point out, yeah, BA has continuously said he ca- has changed his approach to be an undercut uh, swing guy, like a re- Brignac. And and, right. and we know that that's not how you you are able to, su- to succeed, you know, uh, constantly in the major leagues with that uppercut swing. So hopefully he, he kind of, you know, veers off that. It's good to see him get a couple of hits, but if if he gets hits with this uppercut swing, Kevin, that's just going to mean that he keeps doing it um, because he can, Oh yeah, it's working. And uh, man, I I know it's blasphemy to say, but sometimes it's just fun to appreciate the other side and appreciate what a guy like Shohei Otani brings to the table with his athleticism, his strength, his flexibility, his speed. He's, he's a fun player to watch. Also he showed bunt in that game later on in the game, just trying to get on and moving down the line. Okay. Mike Trout, it's up to you. If he had actually laid down the bunt and it goes to show you if if Shoei Otani is willing to at least show or lay down a bunt, then every single raised player should be willing to do that. Austin Meadows looking at you when the entire left side of the infield, nary a angels player, you can plop one down and get to first. You can be as slow as Jose Molina and get to first with all the room that you had. So I'm just going to throw that out there as something that maybe the Rays should look at if they do continue to go through hitting funks. Um, Look, maybe not yesterday was the time to do it, but there's going to be times where you've got to make something happen. I don't care if you're Austin Meadows, Brandon Lau, whoever it may be. Agreed. I I don't think there's a guy that you can say, well, no, you don't get to bunt. Uh, No, everybody in the Rays lineup uh, should be able to bunt. Again, if Otani is able to do it and and he is willing to do it, any Rays player uh, should be able to do that. One more thing I want to point out that I think goes back to yesterday's episode um, when you said, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a uh, harsh love happening in the outfield. We saw Randy in left field. We saw KK in center field. So that happened. Cash listened to the episode. Uh, hi, Cash. And uh, the second thing about that is he actually had a throw from left field, Randy did, and got Pujols out tagging from first to second, which, by the way, I love tagging from first to second. I just have to say that I love it, love it, love it. I don't know why they don't do it more often. But I don't think it should be done by a 38-year-old whose speed uh, has yeah. kind of decreased heavily in, in the last 20 years. So having said that, he throws him out from about the same place that he would have you know, made the catch uh, earlier last week. And after that inning was over, Randy and KK were smiling, talking to each other, coming back to the dugout. So I, I believe that we can put down the the conspiracy theory that they are at odds with each other after seeing that play i think kk had a good laugh like hey that nice throw out there nice arm there and we go randy kind of laughed so i think we can put that to rest very good i'm gonna put an asterisk next to that outfield assist considering it was Pujols that was running when he's <laughs> running it looks like it's in like double slow-mo that's how bad it is <laughs> at that point in fact i'm actually very surprised that the angels at for a spell put him at third i i don't know I would handle the the hot corner for an extended period of time. Okay. Uh, Have you guys heard about sports trade? It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's amazing. Sports trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin hood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. 
finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added the baseball, added baseball to the platform. So check it out today. Making money with sports trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game is compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. Two, good old supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. So simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up today. Again, sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. Sportstrade.com. 1010 is a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight. And again, fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. So if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Okay, Ulysses, we got an email from one of our good buddies, Ben Rosa, who I think was at the game last night, actually, was in Anaheim. He sent me a picture of Kevin Kiermaier in the outfield. So unless he was taking the picture from his television screen, it looked like he was uh, seated in the outfield there. So, uh, but he sends us an email. Uh, hey team, can we take a moment to discuss Sugo, his contract? Why are the Rays feeling so inclined to start him over, say, Brasso? I'm over this experiment. What exactly do they see in this guy? I've never, ever been impressed by Sugo and have zero confidence that all of the sudden he will become this offensive powerhouse. Could care less about what achievements he had in Japan it clearly cannot be translated with the Rays. So what gives? Hmm. Well, um, I think a lot of people uh, feel like Ben Rosa. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think this is uh, an outlier feeling in the fandom right now. He just doesn't look good, Kevin. I, at the game on Saturday at the Trop, I, I, I made it a point to, to, to really focus in on Yoshi's at bats and in every single one of them, Kevin, he was late on 82 mile an hour curveballs. Yeah. Mean, so, so what, what does that tell me? If you're late on 82 mile an hour curveballs, 79 mile, uh, 79 mile an hour curveballs, then what are you waiting for? I mean, if, right. if you're late on those, then the 95 is just going to whiz right past you. And we know that he's already had very, uh, a lot of difficulty with, with the high heat. So uh, you look at his, at his barrel percentage is 10th percentile. That is not good. His uh, strikeout percentage uh, in the percentile, he's in the 15th percentile, not good. 
chase rate, 30, um, 33rd percentile, not good. Uh, everything has gone down. The barrel percentage, the uh, the launch angle, the, I mean, the, the hard hit percentage, everything is down this year. I don't know how long the leash is, but I think I'm also ready to to cut it loose. Uh, I I think it, the the Joshi experiment should go to the next stage, which is let's go to the alternate site. We still want you. We still see value in you. But right now, I think you would be better suited in the alternate site, maybe even AAA, and and, and work on some things. We we have analyzed it, and you think we think we you can work on this, this, and that. I think this is the next stage. And it has to start rather soon. It, it, yeah. This week, I'm, I'm talking about after this road trip. This is this is probably his last road trip. I think. Well, I guess once G-Man Choi is ready to get the call back, then that might mean something has to give with Yoshi Satsugo, and that means having to accept a run to the alternate site. And again, I know. Look, I've made a lot of these points on locker room, so I'm sorry, uh, Chase, Jesus, and Brian, if uh, I have to reindulge you here, but. Um, again, they've invested a lot of money in this guy. So they're going to try to give him every opportunity to try to figure it out. They, they've invested a lot of time and effort. And uh, it's, look, I, in one sense, I absolutely love what the Rays did in taking a risk and actually throwing out some shekels to try to bring in a guy yes. and see what he can do. Because all we do is complain about the Rays don't spend money. They never spend money. Here was a case yes. where they spent money. And I think the pandemic definitely put a wrinkle in the plans and the strategy going forward, because we have to, in another context, think of him as a rookie who's only played in 70 big league games. Would you give up on Wander Franco after 70 big league games? And I know that Yoshi's a little bit older, but again, completely different league. Like, and that's the other thing. There's some risk there. You're always going to take a risk when you're bringing a guy over from Japan. If a guy has great stats in the Japanese league, that's that's like saying a guy has great stats in the AAA league. Sometimes it works in the big league level. Sometimes it doesn't. I go to the example of Vladimir Ballantine, who couldn't, couldn't crack it with the Seattle Mariners, couldn't crack it in the big leagues, but he goes over to Japan and he hits 330 and 60 bombs. There's a reason that so many guys that can't crack a 40 man roster in the big league level go over to Japan, whether it's a, a Preston Tucker kid locally, Leonis Martin, Brandon Laird, the, the list goes on and on of guys who were fringe 40 man guys that go and try to revive their careers elsewhere. So I understand it from that standpoint, but again, uh, I, I've heard the argument about, oh, uh, you know, Yoshi being from Japan, he's a prideful guy. Would he accept an alternate site? Uh, he's making $7 million this year. You're the second highest paid player on the team. You do what is asked and told of your team. If that's uh, doing the laundry, you do it. If, if it's cleaning up the trash at Tropicana Field, if, if it's being the parking attendant before and after the games, you do that because you're getting paid $70 million. So I have no... I have no like love lost in this idea. Oh, he's such a prideful guy. You can't, you can't send I'm, I'm the call- alternate no. side. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm calling bull, bull crap on that. Um, and, I, and you know what? I want to say something else, but I can't. Yeah. I don't want to have you edit, edit, edit this podcast too much. I have to but, edit enough uh, here. So. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I think it's bull crap. I think that that, that whole thing about, oh, he's prideful. That's uh, honestly, I'm calling cultural stereotype there. 
Uh, I think yeah. it, uh, unless that has actually been said by his agent or himself, like, oh, no, I, I'm not going to be able to take a triple A assignment or I don't I don't want to go to the alternate side. That's 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 not who I am. I'm, I'm Yoshi Sutsugo, whatever. I'm I'm calling cultural stereotypes here. Uh, Every I, pro I athlete think guy, is prideful. So yeah. it's everybody it, is. It, 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 yeah, so th- that's what I'm saying. It, it's it's cultural stereotyping, and I'm not a fan of that ever. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call it out. I think you know if there are rumors about that, then then just ask the guy, ask the right. guy if he would be able to to do that. So uh, until that happens, I'm I'm calling cultural stereotype there. Uh, I, I do think though that's the next stage, oh, man. It, it has yeah. to. It, it, it the the leash is long enough, and and I was. A Yoshi backer. I thought he was going to be really successful in 2021. I know that you did too. We actually, we both agreed that his OPS would be above 800 this year. It hasn't been that way. Next stage, which is, I think, after this road trip, because G-Man Choi will be starting his AAA assignment in a couple days, I believe, uh, with the Durham Bulls. It gives Yoshi maybe a couple weeks um, time to to get it together. But even if he does, Kevin, let's say... In the next seven days, uh, he starts smashing the ball around. Uh, I, I just don't see that happening, even in, in this right. fictional statement. So I think he's the odd man out. I think if there's a guy that that has to take G-Man Choice, um, you know, place in AAA, it'll be him. And it, it won't be Brett Phillips and it won't be somebody in the bullpen because you need arms right now. You need arms. And, yeah. and Yoshi will be surplus by the time and- G-Man Choice is healthy. And if he didn't accept this alternate site or wasn't willing to play ball, that's, I'm sorry, that is going to create a problem in the clubhouse. Like this guy, he sucks right now. He's not helping the team and he's paid as much as he is. And he's not going to take it on the chin and do what is best for him in the team. Like there is going to be no love lost as far as that's concerned. And look, not to totally defend Yoshi here, but again, all the circumstances considered makes it very, very tough when you also add in the fact that he's never faced these AOS pitchers or these teams before. Last year, again, very shortened season, ramp-up period, all the things that happened, he was only facing teams in the AL East and NL East. So that's also going to be a big adjustment for him too. Kevin, I, I think it would be very crazy to have a guy from AAA and he has 230 at-bats in the major leagues and then you say, you know what, that's enough. I've seen enough. 230 at-bats, I'm no. done. That's, what's, that's what Yoshi is, 227 at-bats. So let's remember that. The problem is that AAA guy with the 230 at-bats, he's making $550,000. Yes. And you're willing, he has options, and you're willing to, to give him a little bit more of a leash. Yoshi, he's approaching 30. He's making more money than literally 98% of the, of the team. Right. It, it's a different circumstance, so the leash is going to be shorter, unfortunately for him. But yeah, I, I think by mid-May we might be looking a little of, of a little of a, of a shuffle situation. And you know what? I mean, it might be, I hate to say this, but in addition by subtraction, when you at some point move Yoshi off the roster and add in G-Man Choi, I guess it'd be an addition by subtraction, then an addition. But G-Man Choi's you know, 245 career batting average and 800 OPS doesn't look so bad anymore when compared to no. what Yoshi Satsugo does, also bringing him solid defense at first base. So 
um, that, that might be something where it brings a little bit of spark to the offense from that standpoint. Hey, it's not good to have multiple guys that are hitting 160 in the big league. So if you can bring in G man no. Choi, who, you know, brings up the playing field a little bit, that might help as well with that. So again, great question from Ben Rosa there. And, uh, again, we will answer and discuss your emails locked on rays at gmail.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information as well. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carbon. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up, uh, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts. It just doesn't make any sense at all. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, we could have a very fun pitching matchup this evening at uh, 940. I actually prefer, I like that it's at 940 instead of 1010, the start games. Uh, the start times for these West Coast trips. But Shane McClanahan versus your longtime boy, Alex Cobb, going at it. Uh, it it's it's, it's uh, the ray of the, the past with the ray of the future, isn't it? Yes. And uh, it'll be very enjoyable. For, for me, this matchup will be great. I like Alex Cobb so much that I'm just uh, – I know you, you know that I've been doing horribly in my fantasy league. I'm like bottom dweller at – in the uh-huh. St. Petersburg uh, division, but it's because of guys like Cobber. I, I just can't let go. I'm, I'm too sentimental about my roster and I can't let guys like Cobb, you know, drop from my fantasy. So I'm going to ride Cobb until <laughs> the end. And that's what makes me a horrible fantasy baseball player. Okay. Let, let's put this out into the ether. Alex Cobb might be, I, is it fair to say a top three, top five player of yours, favorite player to watch in a raised uniform? Ooh. I mean, he's got to be up there, but he's what is there. Okay. Explain to the audience your undying love for Alex Cobb. Why you enjoyed watching him so much in a raise uni. 
I think it's because of his attitude. Yeah. It was, it's the James Shields attitude. And BA always used this adjective, the bulldog mentality. I'm going to get you out. I'm going to do whatever I have in my power to get you out. And his, the, the movement of his pitches, his, his demeanor on the mound. And last but not least, uh, I think this comes with the bulldog mentality, but I think it was in 2013 or so, uh, he, there was a man on second or first, and uh, he threw a pitch in the dirt that was pretty manageable for any big league catcher should have should have caught that, you know, right? Uh, or should have blocked it. Uh, Jose Molina did not block it, and then he basically walked to get the ball, and then the guy went from first to third. Cobb was livid on the mound in that in the dugout. Then he got all up in Molina's face, like arguing about it. And I love the fact that a young guy just cared so much to a veteran that was, that was not really uh, doing his job. And you know how I felt about Molina. So that also amplified my, my love for Cobber. And, and, and so, yeah, I think all, all of those factors. Yeah. Who's slower, Albert Pujols or Jose Molina? I, I still give the the nod to Jose Molina as the <laughs> yeah, Molina maybe the still. slowest ball player of all time. But yeah, Cobb uh, with the Rays, seven hundred innings, three five zero ERA, one point two one seven WHIP. He also had two years where he had an under three ERA. Then, of course, a couple of lackluster seasons with Baltimore, and now with the Angels, um, striking guys out more than. His career suggests 23 strikeouts in 16 innings. And one of the big reasons is that split finger changeup that he's getting mm-hmm. guys to chase down and out of the zone, guys swinging over the top of it. It is known as the thing. So watch out for that tonight. Yes. Um, on the flip side, we'll get again to see Shane McClanahan making his first appearance on the road in a regular season big league ball game. And I'm very curious to see how he handles this considering Okay, second run through, a little bit of a different vibe in the sense of not only being on the road, but some bigger names that you'll be Mm -hmm. pitching against. Shohei Otani, Mike Trout. I don't know if Anthony Rendon will be in the lineup, but still some other good, you know, Albert Pujols. Shane McClanahan certainly watched Albert Pujols uh, growing up. So it's a little bit different than facing Mark Canna and, and Matt Chapman. No disrespect to those guys. It's just... You're, you're seeing some stars. So is there going to be some stargazing here? Does he buckle or does he really, really attack these guys? So I think that's going to be something to watch from that standpoint. And, and, and you'll get to see that right away in the first inning because that, that lineup is no joke right off the gate. So you'll see Otani, you'll see Trout. Uh, yeah, yep. like you said, I don't think we're, we're going to see Rendon tonight. I think he's day-to-day, right? I, I don't think anything other than that has been said about Rendon right, right now. So day-to-day. Uh, Upton, he can always surprise you uh, yeah. with the power. So also it, very good career. De- yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a deep lineup. So you'll definitely see some bigger names with McClanahan. It should be he should be in prime position though to showcase his quality stuff against quality hitters. So you know we were talking about oh how is Glasnow going to fare? Glasnow did great. Glasnow did great last night uh, overall against this talented lineup. Let's hope that McClanahan's stuff can do great with this uh, with this lineup because it, it, it's a deep one. And let's see the first inning, how that goes. If he's right. able to get a clean inning, look look accurate and, and keep his stuff crisp, I think it should be a, a great outing for McClanahan. Although, what do you think is the over-under? Is it five innings? Is it five and a third? Does he actually reach five innings? 
Mm. Uh, well, I know that cash said probably in the four to five inning range. So I'm going to say under five. I'm going to say under five. I think they're really going to try to baby him a little bit. But again, that just means that every pitch from McClanahan will be must watch, just like with Tyler Glass now. You know, 100 mile yes. an hour coming out of the left side. Honestly, I, I might be more impressed by the slider that gets up to 93 than the 100 mile an hour gas. How is that fair? Right yeah. How, yeah, I know. It, it, that's how the, the game has evolved. When a guy used to, uh, didn't Joel Zumaya from the, the Detroit Tigers yeah. in like 08 had like a 100 mile an hour fastball and the baseball world was going insane. Now it's, I'm, I don't really care about the 100 mile an hour fastball. Like you said, it's the 92 mile an hour slider. Right. How are you supposed to hit a 92 mile an hour slider? That's insane. So I'm really looking forward to tonight. If you're a race fan, tape up your 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 eyeballs so they, they stay open and uh, you get to see some good stuff from McClanahan tonight. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. Now it's on your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.